Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Woo, here's Angie Austin and friends. We've got some really neat guests coming up, and we've got one neat guest sitting right in front of me. <laughs> Michelle Ron, Miss Senior America 2004, uh, former teacher, still teaches uh, teachers about discipline, a grandmother, speaker. You do it all, Michelle Ron. Oh, I'm just You don't thankful. waste a minute. I hope not. I'm not going to waste an iota. Never. Well, we've got a big um, women's conference coming up as well that I want to mention. But one of my guests coming up later, people may know him for his uh, music. Are you familiar with Jim I Brickman? Am. I am. I have two CDs of his. In fact, I've had them quite a while. He's been around a long time. Well, you know, he wrote a book on stress. And what's mm. interesting is that he didn't know anything about dealing with stress. Huh. And he said he was so stressed out traveling and missing flights and going on tour creating all the soothing music that people wanted to hear, uh, that he was overly stressed, running here and there, missing flights, this flight's canceled, trying to make it to a concert. And so he wrote a book um, that's teamed up with a CD on decreasing stress in your life. All right. And so he's going to join us to talk about that coming up. And he said he interviewed people that did know about decreasing stress because he knew nothing about it. <laughs> and he finally hit his breaking point. And I want to find out from him what was his breaking point. Because so many of us live with stress and just go here and there willy-nilly uh, and we and don't, don't even stop. know it. Yeah, right. until something horrible mm-hmm. happens. Right. Like we get cancer or something or have a heart, heart. attack. Heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to find out why, why he decided he needed st- stress help. Um, also, uh, we have um, some good news. And then coming up in a few minutes, you're going to share with us what? 10 things that Ten what? 10 life lessons that we learn too late. 10 so life lessons. We need to lessons. start thinking about them when we're younger. That yep. we learn too late. Oh, I can't wait for that. I, I love it when you have your topics. I always <laughs> learn something from it. Well, I wanted to start with some good news. And since uh, you are a teacher and you dealt with bullying for many years, I thought this was kind of cute, and then we can kind of expand on it. It's kind of cute and funny, but I did have my kids watch it because I think it does offer some valuable advice about being yourself. And so this is um, a mom who does a lot of these viral videos. She's pretty funny with her son, and they're talking about um, advice uh, to handle bullying, and it's uh, four parts. So let's start with part one, shall we? Great. Four ways to deal with a bully. Advice from my son. Your favorite son. Right? Number one. The first step in dealing with a bully is being confident. Confidence doesn't mean you're trying to be better than everyone else. It means you're being the best you can be. Once you're proud of who you are, it doesn't matter what other people think of you. Think of it this way. I love barbecue sauce. I love it so much. If I'm eating barbecue sauce and someone says, Ew, barbecue sauce is stupid. That doesn't affect how I feel about it. I still love it. So if someone says to my face, ew, you're stupid. Just like barbecue sauce, that doesn't affect the way I feel about myself. I know I'm not stupid. You're like barbecue sauce. Not everybody's gonna like you. Doesn't mean you're not awesome. I just used that with my daughter because she said um, that her new boy said, I don't like you. 
And I use cars as an example that different people like your car is orange, Michelle. Mm -hmm. And so so maybe somebody doesn't want an orange car, Mm -hmm. um, but you think it's terrific and you can find it in a parking lot. That's exactly right. That's why I have it. That bright (laughs) color. Absolutely. So your car is like barbecue sauce. It's awesome. (laughs) I love his analogy. I mean, that's excellent. I I do too. You know, honestly, bullying to me in my 70s, I do not ever remember labeling anything bullying. Really? But but I I know in our school there was and when I was growing up and and I can certainly give some examples but I love what this kid says you know you've got to have confidence and it doesn't mean that he's better than you are or whatever I love it's a great analogy I talk with the kids about that and my dad you know has taught the kids because he gets stared at a lot because well now he's got a convertible red um, Corvette and he has long gray hair and headbands and a long gray beard looks like a tiny skinny Santa and um, he does Tai Chi wherever he wants and people stare because it's unusual to see someone at you know Something a truck different. stop doing tai chi mm-hmm. and so he always says well i don't care if they stare just be yourself so we, the kids tell each other be yourself like grandpa but also um he'll talk about this this young boy in just a minute but when someone says like my son got picked on last week he was crying because they said he had a fat backpack because it's the kind you pull behind you it mm. has wheels and it's really awesome because you could it's like a piece of luggage yeah. right but when then when he wears it it is big so they called him fat pack and he said i need a new backpack and i said well can you say like hey i really like your backpack and um uh, I, I know you don't like mine and thanks for your opinion but i think it's great mm-hmm. like can't you just kind of communicate with them then rather than think that what they say is truth and what did he say um well he still cried because he didn't yeah. want to be fat pack but he carries it every day i mean i'm not buying him a new backpack because mm-hmm. somebody made fun of his fat backpack. I mean, they, that's what they do. They tease each other all day long and they need to develop a little bit thicker skin. That's not bullying, that's saying that yeah, you have a fat right. backpack. Right. And How usually are... it's from jealousy. Usually yeah, or just is. they think it's funny. Right. Yeah, they thought it was funny well, to call him fat pack. Because it's somebody else, but if right. it were them, right. It's not funny. Mm-hmm. All right, let's listen to part two of this young um, boy's advice on handling bullies. Number two, don't feed the bully. What happens when you feed someone? They come back for more food. Same with bullies. If you feed their negativity, they'll come back and be mean to you again. It's not worth it. Nope. Don't be mean. Don't ever be mean. Because that's mean. To be mean. They want a negative reaction. Pretend what they say doesn't affect you at all. Either completely ignore them or come up with my favorite one-liners. They're pretty epic. (laughs) So what's a good one-liner? I'll show you. Be an annoying bully. Your hair is like really disgusting and gross. Thanks for your opinion, but I really like it. (laughs) Or what else could you say? You could say, I'm sorry if you're having a bad day. I hope it gets better tomorrow. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that one. Me too. I like that one too. I'm sorry if you're having a bad day. Is something bothering you? You you know, I hope you have a better day tomorrow. Or thanks for your opinion, but I really like it. Uh huh. My mom always used to tell me to be nice to them. Yeah. You know, because they don't know what to do with that. Right. They don't know what to do with it. No, and I just, like that. You can say one sentence, you know, hey, thanks for being here, and just turn and walk away because those toxic people are going to just slurp in as much toxicity, or if that's even a word, that they possibly can. So when you're nice to them, they don't know what to do. I like that. And that's kind of what he's saying. Thanks for your opinion, right. but I really like it, you right. know. And I, and I love that confidence that mm-hmm. he displays, right. you know. And also, it is your business when someone else gets picked on. And I've talked to my yeah. kids a lot about that because now they're starting to notice weight at school. Mm-hmm. And if someone maybe is a little bit heavy or 
uh, one boy special needs that's in one of my daughter's reading classes, um, they have reading buddies. So mm -hmm. everybody from like the uh, third grade goes down to the first grade and the third graders help the first graders. Well, apparently um, one of the third graders has special needs and so he walks around and talks and stuff. And um, my little first grader said, well, well my reading buddy's kind of mean to him. I said, even though she's older and she's a reading buddy, you can say that's okay if he comes by. Mm -hmm. You know, God makes everybody different mm -hmm. and um, he, you know, he has a right to come by and talk to us. Right. Uh, and so I just want my kids to know it's their responsibility to to Good. stand up because you know my kids are athletes they do pretty well in school I'm assuming that they won't get bullied a ton um, and they're not special needs so when a kid is it's their responsibility they've been blessed and too much is given much is expected right, and right. if you're given a, you know a good family and um, your parents are still married and you have decent clothes at school and other kids are teased because they don't have you know two mm -hmm. parents or they don't have enough money to buy good clothes and it, it's your responsibility to stand up for them absolutely it's a hard thing to do I will say that I really respect kids that can do that but what but it's kind of like I always thank the people in the drive-through when and the first time I did that, when I, they handed me my coffee and I said, hey, thanks for working today. It was kind of hard for me to do that. But boy, now it's really easy. So the first time that that kid might might stand up for somebody is going to be hard right but it becomes easier as it goes along as time goes mm -hmm. on yeah it's easier to be part of the wolf pack and that the sure. lead wolf is you know attacking the kid and you just stand back sure. and observe well i didn't bully him yeah you did because you did you nothing and you stood on the right. side of the bully mm -hmm. all right part three here we go number three stand up when you see someone else being bullied stand up for them don't just stand up for your friends Stand for kids you don't even know. My mom, the lovely lady over here, stands up for complete strangers she doesn't even know. Trust me, you don't want to bully anyone in front of my mom. It's bad, very bad. Sometimes I feel bad for the bully. <laughs> even though there are more good guys than bad guys in the world, all the good guys, whenever they see someone being bullied, they say, it's none of my business. It is your business, man. Woman, is ever watching this? You need to get involved. Be that good person that's awesome. And I know you're awesome. We say awesome a lot in this video. Well, because it's an awesome video. Good I, kid. I think we're often confused about what to do, and I just want to say sometimes you can't jump in if you're an adult and you see something bad going on. You have to call 911. Right. I think sometimes when people get involved, it can get nasty. And whether it be a woman who's being, you know, abused by her husband, I, I, I am going to call 911. Mm -hmm. There are times when you can't jump in because you're putting yourself or your children or your family in danger. You have and my to girlfriend think safety. was safety. at a pool um, not so long ago, and she saw a woman slap her kid, and she thought that the woman was getting really rough with the child so she said something to the woman and they got into a really nasty argument and I said I would also stand up for the kid but I think I'd call the police yeah. and say there's a woman here hitting her son mm -hmm. make her think twice about what she's doing because getting in an argument with another mom probably isn't going to stop her and you'll never but win. if the police came it may make them and they may come and investigate at her home and check up on the kids sure. again well you've, you've got to think safety you really do. I mean, it's like years ago when somebody was tailgating me in the car and I'm dry. I used to slow down on purpose. Boy, you don't do that now. I mean, no. it's just, it's a different world. So you do need to think and be careful, but absolutely. So many people, there was just a drive-by shooting here in Denver and allegedly the victims uh, in the car, they said something to the other car about turning down their music, but it was late at night, yep. you know, dark, after midnight. Mm -hmm. And so he said, you know, turn down your music. And then the guy said, do you have a problem? And then open fire on the car. 
and no one die, but they're so lucky. And I would just say, wait till the light changes. Don't say anything to the other mm-hmm. car. Just move on. So think. Yes. Think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's listen to part four. Number four. You're not a wuss if you tell an adult. By telling a grown-up, you can stop someone else from being bullied. True. And remember, you are barbecue sauce. Preach it. Am I as awesome as barbecue sauce? No, you're awesomer. You're awesome. That's a good kid. I'd love to know how old he is. He's, I would say, by the, 11 to 12. Is I what was going to say 12. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 11 to 12. Uh, and, uh, you know, in terms of telling an adult, a lot of teachers now really teach the kids to not be tattletales. And they don't want to be bothered. And if they have a class of 30-some-odd kids, it's very overwhelming to just keep control. So they want the kids to be quiet. And I tell my kids a lot of the things that, and you know this, Michelle, that they're rewarded for in school don't necessarily make them leaders. Right. Now, if you're a kid who stays quiet, never you know, makes a peep, doesn't tattle on anyone, just takes the bullying quietly, you might get an award for being, you know, a really good kid in class because you follow all the rules. Mm. But then a kid who stands up, speaks up for themselves, they may not get all the, uh, you know, stickers for good behavior because they speak up. And I do think that you know in your heart when it's time to speak up, you know. And you've got to tell your parents at home. And every teacher is very well aware of safety now. Um, Ever since Columbine, that is a whole different ballgame. So tattling tattling is a a subject that you really have to think about. But safety is number one. Absolutely. All right, let's jump ahead to your topic. This is 10... Tips. Ten life lessons that we learn too late. And of course, it caught my eye because I'm in my final third of my passage of life, which I am very thankful for. But I looked at uh, the beginning for me was number 10 because it's the topic of which I speak. And it's uh, number 10 is it's never too late to become what you wanted. Start now. And Coach John Wooden is one of my all time favorites. And he's always said that you always must learn right up to the time you see Jesus. And every Every day we wake up is a victory, and don't waste one minute. And I love and, that you have to learn right up until the day you see, see Jesus. Jesus. Yes, and I believe that. And when I went out for the Queenie thing, people um, for Miss Senior America, right? The Queenie uh, thing. People would say, "Why are you doing this?" And and a big part of me said, "Oh, it's going to be such a fun deal and everything else." But another huge part of me said, "Are you kidding? Are you kidding? What part of the word fail don't you understand?" But I will tell you that. Even if it's even if you fail at something, you try something new, you are still better for it. So I agree. Number nine, you will badly regret the things that you didn't do. I mean, my gosh, think about the things. Oh, you know, someday I'll do that. Uh, two years from now, maybe I'll do that. Nope, nope, nope. You have to start now because if you don't start now, you will never do it. That guy that you didn't kiss, the, the uh, project that you kept putting off, if you get the chance, do it. Number eight, jealousy is a wasted emotion. And you and I have talked about this. I mean, it's everybody. Oh, everybody agree. looks to somebody else and says, oh, my God she's so much prettier or he has so much more money people you hate are going to succeed people you like are going to sometimes do better than you do just accept it with grace and know that you're doing the best you can number seven that big house that you had it becomes a bigger burden when you get to be my age even if the mortgage gets smaller don't let your possessions get a hold of you. Don't let them own you. Um, you know, we can't take anything with us. And uh, how many times on a deathbed have you ever heard somebody say, I wish I'd worked longer hours? No, never. never. So number six, any seeds that you planted in the past, either good or bad, you're going to begin to bear fruit and affect the quality of your life as you get older. And I look better, bad on 
back on that for better or worse. Those seeds that you did, you know, sometimes I know young moms and I work with mops a lot. Moms just want to be friends with their kids. Well, that's a great thing, but you must discipline too. You must Absolutely. have that word no. And, uh, and why can't you be friends with them and still discipline? Well, because you kind of become the bad guy. If you are, you know, we, we discipline out of nurturing and loving. We don't discipline out of punishment because that's out of anger yeah. and uh, judgment. Uh, so you're, you're nurturing them to be the best little citizen they can be for his kingdom. Love and, it. And uh, so forth. So number five money talks and it usually says goodbye <laughs> money so, talks and it usually says goodbye <laughs> all right what do you mean if you don't plan your finances for later in life when you're in your 70s like i am and if you haven't planned ahead of time you're going to really wish that you had so absolutely and again these are 10 life lessons learned too late yep uh, all right number four number four people are far more important than anything else in your life other than jesus no hobby no book no work is going to be as important as the people that you surround yourself if they they make you better or they they can bring you down make absolutely you toxic. and number three sex and beauty may fade but intimacy and friendship only grow they become better uh, number two if you don't take care of your body early then it won't take care of you later and I had my heart attack at 55 and I began to have that word exercise come in my life um, you know start small start small but make your body do the best that it can be and that includes your mind number one I'm sure believe you're in this. Time passes much more quickly than you realize. I find that after my kids reach sixth grade, oh my gosh, it was a blink of an eye. Blink yeah. of an eye. Yeah. I really believe that. So well, lots of things and you, to think about. And you always say if there was one thing you could mm. change because you've had a great life uh, yep. and now after uh, your heart attack, you don't miss, you don't waste a minute of your life. You oh, use God. every second of it. You said there's one thing you could, you would do differently. Amen. And that would be, I would rely on Jesus more. I thought I did before, but uh, every morning I get out and go, okay, Lord, what do you have me do today? I'm willing. Show me what it is. Give me the courage and the strength to do it. Now, Michelle is one of our speakers for our October 3rd event you hear me talking about. Um, we have an early bird special until September 15th, so you can bring a friend, bless a friend. Go to AngieAustinRadio.com and click on upcoming events. We'd love to have you. And MichelleARon.com if you want to reach Michelle, or Ooh. you can reach her through me as well. Thank great. you, Michelle. Thank you. Make a great choice today. Love you. I did make a great choice. You. All right, Jim Brickman. You may know his uh, music, but next he's going to talk us just about reducing stress. We know that God loves us, and He gave His Son for us. This is where love lives. 810 KLVZ. Hey, it's Angie. Do you have things you want to give away, but you know, you feel like, oh, it's too nice and I just want to give it away, or it's too much of a hassle to bring it down to donate it? Well, guess what? I'm very good friends with the ARC organization. My friend Francis Owens is here, and you'll come pick up our stuff for free. We will. I won't personally, <laughs> although I guess I could. Yes. I actually do some of that, but we would love anything you'd like to donate. Nice items, even if they're not quite so nice. Things sell. It's amazing. It's like you're always on a hunt. Please call 303 
338-JANE, which is 303-238-5263. We'd love to come pick up anything you'd like to donate. Well, I have to tell you, we donate a lot because my husband refuses to let things hang around the house. And he used to just <laughs> aim for the trash. And now he knows no. we have an ARC box. Yep. And you know we've even brought a trailer load down. And that's before I knew that you would come pick up things for free. And if you want more information about shopping with a purpose, they have great items at ARC. All of the money stays locally to help the disabled community. Go to arcthrift.org. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just, I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Hi, it's Angie. Would you like to have a bigger business or grow your nonprofit and make more money for your charity? I would love to help you. If you like the good news, if you believe in what we do, we work with our sponsors personally. And I have friendships. I know everyone that works on the good news as an advertiser myself. And so I would love to help you build your business. And I would love to have you help support the good news if you enjoy it. And I love to work with nonprofits, as you know. So please contact me if you have questions. And News at gmail.com. Again, it's News at gmail.com if you'd like to partner with the good news. Hi, I'm Angie Austin with the good news. I'm Angel Tessie with Experience Pros. All right, so we're radio hosts who want to make your life better. We have an excellent event coming up. If you're feeling low, you're feeling blue, you've had a difficult past, you're depressed, whatever it may be, we have an event coming up called Real Women, Real Issues, Real Solutions. And Angel, you are going to talk about your family life. Absolutely. A tough time that my husband and I went through several years ago, how we managed to get through that and actually come out as a healthier husband and wife couple. And I am so excited to share this story for the first time at Real Women. And I'm really excited to talk about overcoming the past. And I've lost family members to drug addiction, murder, etc. And I want people to know how they can become a victor in life and not a victim uh, to forgive and get over the past and the steps that you can take in your own life to achieve your goals and get the life that you really want. The Lord wants that for us. So we'd love for you to come. It's October 3rd. It's in Highlands Ranch at the Jubilee Church. Are you excited, Angel? I am so excited. Ladies last year said it was life-changing. So please come join us. Angie Austin Radio com click on events his love expressed for us right here on 810 klvz where love lives welcome back to the good news well recently i did an interview with a doctor dr oz's writing partner dr royzen and he told me that stress was one of the number one killers of people but we don't see it so we all take it for granted oh i'm under stress but i'm fine i feel great but you don't know what it does over years of you know dealing with stress so our next guest jim brickman wrote a book soothe how to find calm amid everyday chaos welcome to the show jim 
Thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. So I think so many of us overlook stress and we just keep dealing with it, keep piling it on because we don't see the outcome. We don't necessarily get fat. We don't necessarily lose our hair over it, but inside it's doing things that we can't see. So let's talk about uh, your book, what it's about, and just uh, give us a little lowdown before we start the interview. Absolutely. Well, you know, this is a sort of an unusual take. Most people who write a book called Soothe um, like Dr. Roizen, are, uh, are experts in their field. In this particular case, I'm very much like the audience, uh, and I was in search of this same cha- uh, challenge because uh, I'm known primarily as a musician. Most of my albums are solo piano music that people use to calm, to relax, to chill out, and soothe to, but... Uh, it begs the question, if I'm creating that music for other people, what do I use to relax? Right. So it, 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 it's sort of a tongue-in-cheek and lighthearted look at how somebody who is known for soothing other people is completely neurotic himself. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I listened to a little snippet of your music, beautiful and very calming. So then when I read that, you know, you have this busy career, world travel, you know, we know travel delays, you know, all of a sudden your flights cancel, you aren't going to make a concert, you've got sold out concerts, you've got a recording schedule, and then you're a stress junkie. So you, why, why do you decide, what was the point when you went, you know what, I need a calmer pace of life? Well, you know, uh, along the way, I was really using my performing and my writing and, and, and playing as the way to de-stress. And I sort of made this deal with myself uh, before I wrote the book, like, well, all the other stuff that I do, even though it's stressful, it's okay, because the thing I love to do uh, makes up for it. And um, that was kind of a strange deal, because it's, it's um, you're, you're sort of... Um, you know, you're, you're punishing yourself so that you can have, it's like saying, I'm going to diet for a week so that I can have a cupcake. And, you know, so you, so you, you give something up and feel bad about it for such a long time, same kind of thing. So I thought I just have to even it out. If what I love to do is play the piano, then I have to find more ways to be able to do that in my daily life. And what can what can give me more uh, calm that doesn't make me crazy when I go on the airplane and people are taking my seat or doesn't, you know, when I go into a crowded movie theater, I don't get anxiety. You know, everybody has their own version of this. So what I did was I went to experts uh, who I have many times on my radio show who have shared with me their ideas and because I don't believe in a one-size-fits-all approach, we're, we're all different. Every one of us has uh, a different age, a different body makeup, a different sensibility, different mental energy, different jobs. Um, you can't just say, uh, you know, the 10-minute trainer will fix your life. You know? Right, and right. We're, we're so much in this society of just the quick fix. And, yes. And um, I, don't, I don't think that ever really works because it's not a one, it's a one size fits all. So um, what I did was I laid out all kinds of choices and, and said, you know, this may be for you. Uh, it's not for me. Maybe this is for you. So I tried everything. And, you know, I came away with what worked for me. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that people read it and, and say, oh, you know, um, I don't like yoga, but I love Brazilian jiu-jitsu or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Instead I... of being told, 
this will do it. You know, you, you should do yoga. It will change your life. Well, maybe it would, would change your life. It didn't change my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So I want to get into some of the specifics. I love the five yeah. ways to have a relaxation day, but I want to take one step back. What now in the midst of all this chaos of the travel and the sold out concerts, you know, the radio and, you know, the music, was there like, what what was wrong with your life? Was there something you said, anxiety in the movie theaters, you know, traveling and getting irritated, someone's in your seat, but were, was there like, you know, a course of events or a certain trip or something that were, just came to a head, like that straw that broke the camel's back when you're like, whoa, I've got too much stress in my life? <laughs> um, you know, I think things build up over time. Mm-hmm. In my particular case, it was a, um, a really bad fall that I had in, in Europe. And I, and I realized that, um, the reason that I fell and, uh, and, you know, it was a fairly severe uh, accident that I was completely, um, in my head daydreaming, thinking about not, not paying attention to anything around me completely in, in my own world and separating myself, which so many of us do, uh, with our phones and our, and things like that and completely unaware. And, and I realized, oh my gosh, for like five years, I've been in my, like my own bubble. Wow. You know, I, I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. You know, I just, I, I write and I, but I'm in my own bubble. And, um, part of that bubble was, you know, this neuroses about, um, um, well, I'll just have another cup of coffee that'll keep me up. Uh, you know, I have right. so much to do. I won't sleep. And the sleep was a big, was a big one. And, trying to notice things, um, you know, because I have a problem sitting still for me, what, what worked was a walking meditation ah. because it suited the fact that I don't like to sit there. Yeah. I like to, to move around. So Love that. Sitting, for me, sitting meditation and, and people have the wrong idea. Oh, in order to meditate, I have to sit. Well, no, it's just about, it's just about letting your mind wander. It's about letting your, um, you know, you know, noticing other things, even if it's walking around the block in your own home. And what, what I used to do was, um, oh, I'm going to go on vacation. Where should I go? Maybe I'll go to Bali. So then I'd, you know, go for 8,000 miles on the plane, all stressed, completely, you know, uh, crazy to Bali. And then I realized, you know, when I look out my backyard, it kind of looks the same as Valley did. Wow, <laughs> I don't that's have a, crazy. I don't have an ocean, but I have those trees. If I took a picture and said, where am I? I don't think anybody would say Valley. They may not say my backyard either, but I think we're just conditioned to escape from something as if on the other side, it's going to be better in, in some way. Yeah. And it's just the way, way we are, you know, and, um, and especially as aging baby boomers, and I wanted to write this too, because we all have these stresses, aging parents, um, things that happen to everybody, uh, you know, your uh, mortality, your, you know, the stuff around the middle uh, that you go, where did that come from? I'm mm-hmm. so healthy. Why do I have a ring around my waist? Yeah, it's like I do everything perplexing. right, you know, and all of these things. <laughs> And, um, you know, accepting a lot of that is a really hard thing, no matter whether you're, you know, heavy or, or light or whatever. It really, um, we all have those issues and um, letting go of them is a, is a very challenging thing. 
Well, I, and I love the visual you gave us of like whether you're in Bali or in your backyard, you don't have to go to Bali to relax. And in a way, it made you a little more stressed out with the travel. So if, if you're just joining us, Jim Brickman is talking about his book, Soothe, How to Find Calm Amid Everyday Chaos. And you know may know Jim's music, and now you'll know his book. So let's go ahead and break it down, these five ways to have a relaxation day. And I love what you said as well. This is, you make your own menu for relaxation. And if your menu is not yoga or your menu is not human, mentioned Brazilian jiu-jitsu, maybe your menu for relaxation is kickboxing. It's different for every person. So you give us some tips and ideas and we kind of choose from this menu. So let's start with the five ways to have a relaxation day. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, like, you know, about the picking of five ways has more to do with what five things, you know, you would do. Uh, in my particular case, that's actually changed a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, I've used, well, I mean, a little bit, just because during different times of the year, you have different feelings about that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But when I wake up in the morning, one of the things that's really important to me is not to grab the cell phone right away. Oh, okay. Um, I like that. Because, yeah, because what happens is we're we're conditioned, many of us use the cell phone as an alarm. And so the, the first thing is we reach for the phone and then the tendency is to look at the phone and see what you may have missed, what is going on. And it immediately throws you into your day. So you you have no, you don't need, before your feet hit the floor, you're stressed. Oh, I never called her back. Oh, is that today? Oh, it's raining outside. (laughs) Or my calendar comes up and I have like 27 interviews back to back. And rather than like, look at that, I love to wake up, Jim. And this is my thing. I learned this from um, that oldest yoga teacher in the world. And she says she wakes up and she says she doesn't think about a thing she's got to do. She just uh, says, today is going to be the best day of my life. And I thought, well, that's pretty ambitious, but sure, I'll try that. And it really makes you feel so much better when you wake up. Yeah, and I mean, you can, a lot of people will say to something like that, oh, come on, you know, or, or whatever, affirmations. And, you know, Louise Hay is, a, is an incredible teacher um, and a mentor of, of mine, um, would say the same thing, you know, get up and write down your, your affirmations or um, one thing that you are thankful for, uh, or send an email to somebody who uh, you ha- you're not, you don't want anything from or that you don't have a reason to email, but just say, you know, I just wanted you to know, I was thinking about you today and that's it. Right. And you know, and that it, it not only makes the, um, you know, you felt better to, to give, um, giving, giving feels so much better than getting, um, getting is a, is a very, uh, you know, um, kind of, uh, self indulgent thing. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's almost like that feeling like I'm going to surprise this person at the airport or, you know, it's you're giving because you know the reaction on the other side is going to be taken in such a wonderful way and it's going to make the other person happy is a much, much more worthwhile pursuit. Love so in the, in the morning, uh, just back to that for a second, now what I do is I don't look at my phone. I use a different thing for an alarm and um, I, I wait. And so I get up, I, uh, I go make a cup of coffee, which um, is, you know, one cup of coffee is really, you know, great in, in so many ways um, for a variety of, of reasons, especially if you 
uh, put a, a um, tablespoon of coconut oil in it, and it soups it up uh, yeah. because we need fat, fat in the morning. And so um, uh, it'll save off a lot of the hunger that sugar replace, you know, replacing sugar. And um, and so I I don't I go maybe back upstairs, and then I look at my phone, and I think that it's okay that that you wait till you know seven thirty to get into your day. <laughs> you know, it's not like it, anything's going to change. You know, depending on when you get up and a half an hour later. Right. And um, because it just immediately takes your body into that, you know, kind of fighting mode and tense and uh, instead of the coffee, look outside if it's a nice day, maybe even walk outside for a few minutes mm-hmm. and just, you know, get it together until you, you know, you do that. Um, eating, you know, uh, my, my eating habits, so many of us grab on the go. Um, you know, the, the way to have a less stressful day is to not necessarily be, you know, making everything from the beginning, and um, organic and you know things like that. Sometimes that's not necessarily the answer to everything. Sometimes it's just what your body responds to. You know, right, sometimes right. Um, you know we're all different, and um, and our bodies get uh, in many ways we we get um, you know the tolerance will change to the things that it, uh, that you eat constantly. If you if you start feeling like your taste buds after a while, you know, I can't eat that same thing every single day because our taste buds change and over time. And so, um, in many ways I try my best to, um, to change that up just to get a little bit of variety, but mm-hmm. it doesn't well, always have to be organic, you know? And, and I, I love it in terms of this menu of five ways to, you know, add a relaxation in your day. You said your five ways, cause you, you offer so many more talking about getting up, you know, and relaxing, not grabbing the phone right away. And you talk about foods, you know, that can keep you calm and then tips also you give on how to have a more calm or soothing night's sleep. Yes. So when you go to bed at night, you know, how many of us will walk into our, our bedroom and flick on the overhead light. And uh, and start the stimulation routine. In other words, the LED screen on your TV, the LED screen on your phone, the LED screen on your computer. And what LED lights on all these electronics do is they stimulate your brain to make you think that it's the daytime. Uh-huh. So um, it does. It doesn't tell the body I'm in nighttime mode. It, it's, it signals I'm in daytime mode. So if you can even attempt to, um, to go into your bedroom and make it your, your haven, even if it's mm-hmm. a, a candle, even if it's a scent that you like. For me, it's vanilla. I'm just like a crazy vanilla person. Um, I love that scent. It relaxes me. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some people, it's spearmint or eucalyptus. Lavender, and, um, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. I mean, it can be, it doesn't have to be a fancy spray. It could be like a Glade candle from the drugstore for like a dollar fifty, <laughs> And, um, and, you know, into uh, nighttime mode at least an hour before. Otherwise, your your body really is continues that stimulation. It's what help, It's what makes the brain keep thinking uh, and and tossing and turning in your head. Is the minute you take that computer to bed and you you know turn it off and then go right to bed. Your your brain and your body are are still in stimulation daytime mode. Mm-hmm. So anything to make it darker to signal, you know, I'm telling my body it's time 
a rest. Well, and you also um, offer, you know, the healing power of music. And I, I have several friends that, you know, in the news business that, you know, really turn towards music to get that escape. Because let's be honest, the news business is not calming. It's not soothing. It's not relaxing. That's why I started the good news, you know, to offer people a little more hope and, and sunshine in their day. Because there's so many options to find bad news. There aren't as many to find good news. So um, in terms of music, you're obviously soothed when you create this beautiful music and then vice versa. So we can find music like yours to help us, you know, feel a, a sense of peace as well. Well, yeah, what, what instrumental music does, which is why your news friends, uh, you know, go to that, is that it, it allows your brain to give it permission to start to, to daydream. When you listen to, to words and music um, or talking um, it, it changes the way that your brain processes the ah, information because you're, you're listening to a message. So a love song, a sad song, you're listening to a story and the message. If okay. you listen to instrumental music, you can take that feeling to mean whatever it means to you at that time. That's interesting. It, you know, I never thought about that before. And it gives you, it, it gives you a chance to, to just go off in your head. That's why when people say to me about my music, they'll say, I don't know what it is. And, and <laughs> about your music that just, and I'll say, well, actually it's, it's what you're doing, not what I'm doing. I'm just giving you the catalyst to go into your head and start, you know, focusing on what, what, you feel like you need to think about. I'm not telling you how right. to feel. Well, and I, um, I love, uh, I love that you give us just a lots of different options, and that you're not telling us these are the things you do, and this is how you get calm and do it, and you'll feel soothed. <laughs> but you know, you give us, you know, this menu that uh, you know offers so many options and gets us thinking on the right thought. And I love it that you're so honest that you were the guy who didn't know how to do this, so you talk to the experts. I want to make sure Jim Brickman, author of Soothe: How to Find Calm Amid Everyday chaos and also a uh, musician, um, how we find you. Uh, could you give us your website, my friend? Absolutely. It's jimbrickman.com. And of course, the book is available everywhere. And the audio book just came out. You can get that jimbrickman.com along with all of my tour dates that are coming up, about 50 cities that we're touring in and the books, the, uh, the CD releases, and certainly um, uh, information about my radio show as well. Excellent. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jim. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You too. This is where love lives. 810 KLVZ. This is a good place. I really like it. This is Eric. He's an ambassador with ARC Thrift Stores. Yeah, I started at the Brick Brick and sorting the different Brick Brick stuff also. Then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. He knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance in the workplace because he also knows. They trust you to do a good job. And he loves where he works. I'm the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go. The right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts 
calendar and make sure there's enough bags. Support ambassadors like Eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at ARC Thrift Stores. It's a very good place. It's Everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around them. ARC needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items. To find the most convenient donation station, donation box, or ARC Thrift Store location, go to arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Yeah, overall, I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about ARC. Hey, it's Angie Austin with the good news. I would love for you to come to our women's conference on October 3rd. Michelle, Ron, what are we going to talk about? Oh, we're going to talk about fabulous things to make you better every single day. And I'm going to talk about attitude and choices. Make the choice to come. You'll be glad. And I'm going to talk about becoming a victor rather than a victim. And with some stories from my childhood and what I overcame that I hope will help and touch you. Robbie Yopes, you went last year. You'll be the MC this year. What was it like last year? Life-changing. It was amazing. Please come. Don't miss out on this. Invest in yourself. And Tyra, you're my favorite singer in the United States of America, and you're going to be singing for us. How is it to be involved this year? It is exciting. I can't wait to see what God's going to do. He's going to do something pretty darn awesome. Amen. It was my dream to have like a Women of Faith Denver-type event, and that's what we had last year, and we're having it again this year. It's on October 3rd. If you're feeling low, if you're feeling blue, if you need to pick me up, if you need a hug from Jesus, please come. Go to AngieAustinRadio.com. Click on Upcoming Events. When achieving your dreams is a bit more difficult than you thought, Infinite Nation is here to help. Carrie Conley is the co-creator of Infinite Nation, and she knows that when your vision is big enough, you can create infinite success. Go to InfiniteNation.com to learn more about the upcoming Vision is Victory workshop on August 27th and get your tickets. During this all-day event, Carrie will teach you how easy it is to get yourself on the right path to making your big dreams a reality. She will show you how to reconnect with and clarify your vision and create measurable and achievable goals for the short and long-term success. If you are unable to attend the Vision is Victory event on August 27th, you can still make your dreams a reality by requesting a free Vision Check phone call with Carrie Conley. She will help you discover how easy it is to get yourself on the journey to achieve your dreams. Call 720-331-8693, 720-331-8693, and go to InfiniteNation.com. Hi, it's Angie Austin. Have you ever thought about mentoring someone? Well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa with the Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, You can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs. um, And you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check and some of those things. But it's a, a few times a month commitment. And you can spend, you know, an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend. Yeah, be a friend. And you've been mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying. I do. I'm mentoring a 14-year-old girl and it's been just a blast. So I really encourage you to, you know, look into it. And give us your website again. DenverRescueMission.org. This is the place where love lives. 810 KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news. Hey, it's producer Moose. And I know a lot of you, like myself, uh, might be attached to your cellular device, your smartphone, a little bit uh, more than you should be. In the trivia games that I help lead on one of the other jobs I have, one of the rules is absolutely no using of your cell phone. Because you can easily Google an answer and you know people are texting and whatnot. It just gets annoying, so it's a way to disconnect 
but a lot of people have a difficult, difficult time disconnecting. And I have a friend of mine on the line, Michelle Moore. She is head of digital banking from Bank of America. And Michelle, uh, you have been doing a lot of research on people and their phones, right? We have. We're super excited to learn what they have to say. And uh, as I'm reading more about you, you have two two boys. Are they how old are they? Well, they're five and six, so they haven't oh, so... yet reached the digital age. Gotcha. And I know, and I'm probably not the only parent out there who might uh, allow their young kids to indulge in a Netflix video on the phone, and every time that phone comes out, they ask for a show. And that's when I realized my wife and I are maybe letting her watch too much or do too much on the cell phone. But uh, have you had that even with your boys that young? Are they um, battling that a little bit? Uh, well, they definitely like their iPads. I haven't yes. introduced them to all the other gaming, but uh, it's amazing to watch them navigate at the age of five and six, just working through those iPads. It's amazing. Right. And um, you've done a lot of research on cell phones and the, on a cell or smartphones, and uh, have quite a um, you know array of information that you've discovered through your research on this second annual uh, survey of uh, mobile trends. Yeah, what we learned is that smartphones are really part of our everyday life, and um, the folks are constantly connected. So, four out of ten of the respondents said they never disconnect from their smartphones. Wow. Eight Right, it's amazing. Um, 71% report sleeping with their smartphone, whether it's on them or right next to them, but it's it's right there for them. And I'm, I'm guilty of that, but I use mine as my alarm clock. It's not like I have to have it near me. I just, that's just what I chose for an alarm clock. Right, I, I think there there's that and there's the just, you know, it's, it's, that when we ask them, it is the first thing they reach for in the morning before their coffee, their toothbrush, or their significant other. Right. It might be an alarm clock, but it's also the first thing that they're reaching for. And it's uh, reaching for because they have to connect and get through social media or emails, or what are you finding that they go for first thing in the morning? Um, they, they didn't necessarily tell us what they're doing, but more of it's just in my uh, suspicion would be here that it really is to it's everyone is connected, right? And that's how you connect with friends, family, whether it's if I, you know, dive into banking, like they look for their balances, what, what's going on with their transactions. I mean, it could be any number of reasons that they're reaching for that thing first thing in the morning. And with, uh, you said banking and uh, you're with Bank of America. Now there's apps for all the banks and I see them advertise on their commercials about hey go use our app but it makes me very nervous to use a banking app on a phone because I'm nervous about security because you hear all these breaches and passwords being stolen blah 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 how safe are you using these bank apps on my cellular phone there we at Bank of America are really committed to making sure we have the highest level of security to protect our clients uh, as you know nothing is none of the data is stored on the mobile phone right and the other opportunity uh, with a smartphone is different from other means of accessing your information is the move towards using your fingerprint scan and touch ID to authenticate yourself into your phone okay. or even into your app. So Bank of America, we will introduce um, fingerprint sign-in uh, starting at the end of this month into our mobile app. Ooh, fancy. I was going to say, clients are used to that, right? So either with your with your iPhone, you know, you have your fingerprint scan or... Yep. Um, I'm a little Android old school. My, my phone doesn't, isn't that fancy just yet. I do have an iPhone, <laughs> but I'm not the, the fanciness. Well, how can people get more information on how to bank safely through their mobile apps and uh, with you at Bank of America? Well, our website, uh, bankofamerica.com, has a, a great deal of information, uh, whether it's 
how to bank, how to save money, how to uh, you know, ensure security, looking at your devices. So our website, the mobile app, tons and tons of information. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you for all the information you had to share with us on mobile security through banking and uh, being on your smartphones. And hey, you know, we have a great world out there. Put your cell phone down and go enjoy some sunshine. Thank you so much, Michelle. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.